catching the good old cold this January, but uh, this is our retail supply chain show where we break down our great retailers, the supply chains that move them, of course, the data that they use to make their decisions. And in order to pull off this podcast, we of course have to thank our sponsors, the best uh, logistics company there is out there, ArcBest. And, you know, ArcBest is actually more than just logistics. Whatever you do, whatever you ship, ArcBest makes it easier. Uh, ArcBest actually combines reliable capacity, innovative technology, which I'm hoping to actually showcase for you guys on a later episode here, interested relationships with carriers to take the complexity out of your supply chain, and of course, keep your shipments moving. And that's what makes them more than logistics. And in case you guys didn't know, Point of Sale is just is more than just a podcast. We have an excellent newsletter that goes out bi-weekly. Uh, now that we're back into the swing of things and out of that awkward uh, Christmas to, to New Year's time where things are just a little bit out of place, we're back to that twice-a-week newsletter. Uh, make sure that you guys are going to FreightWaves.com slash POS to subscribe to that. And then, of course, Wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast as well. That way you don't have to worry about missing an episode. It'll pop up right up on whatever you're listening on, whether it's your tablet or television, to let you know that we have another great episode with another great guest. And we do have a fabulous guest today as well, who's going to dive into, of all things, wait times and the issues that that's causing and how their company is fixing that. But before we dive into that, I wanted to dive into a specific uh, topic that we talked about in this last newsletter. Um, if you guys didn't catch that, you can actually go and catch, uh, get archived newsletters on uh, the POS website as well. But uh, we really focused on one of my favorite retailers who uh, can sell everything from that as seen on TV product to the most comfortable towels, towels of all time. And that's Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, their uh, leadership actually came out uh, about two weeks ago, it would be on the 6th, when they had their earnings call. Now, one quick thing to, to note, Bed Bath & Beyond's uh, quarters ended at the end of November. So this was to review their Q3 earnings. They're currently still in their Q4 uh, as we speak. But um, basically what happened is CEO came out and explained that, yes, there actually was a net loss of $0.25 cents a share over the the quarter, uh, which of course is sad to see. But uh, what particularly led to that loss was about $100 million in lost sales. Now, it's kind of an interesting reasoning for it. Um, so as many as many of you know, you can go to Bed and Beyond, Beyond stores and see uh, all pretty much all of the available uh uh, different goods that they have, different electronics as well that you guys can get there. But if you go onto their website, they actually have all those products that are through third-party vendors. Now, what happened was um, they weren't able to correctly schedule their inventory. And as people started going shopping at the end of November, around that Black Friday time, uh, they just didn't have everything that people needed in the shelves. Um, and then unfortunately, because they do run on that third-party um, uh, facility online, 
when people went to go shop and, and buy through their website, they're unfortunately finding out that those vendors were out of stock as well, uh, which is upsetting. You know, we all get the bad, bad and beyond uh, coupons. Everyone knows that you know they're, they're notorious for uh, allowing for an extended period of time on those excellent coupons as well. But to go to the stores and, and find that, that last minute gift that you're hoping to get for your relative or that oddball item or even kitchen supplies that you're looking to to stock up on wasn't there it was a huge disappointment and a letdown. Um, there's about 200 items specifically that um, were were key to that 100 million dollar loss. And the great thing is is that the CEO Mark Tritton was outspoken in the fact that they had reached out to all of their uh, third party vendors and and came up with a different way of making sure inventory would be available through through the next quarter, what they're currently in right now, their Q4, um, and also have have fixed their own internal problems to make sure that their shelves are, are stocked and ready to go um, for this to not happen. So I'm hoping that when their Q4 comes out that we can review it and see if that $100 million loss did fall into the Q4 period, uh, which you would hopefully think would happen. Um, but again, it's it points to no matter how big or small you are as a retailer, that if you're not watching those type inventories uh, correctly and engaging that through all types of, of routing uh, for your consumers, whether that's your online um vendors or what you have uh, in store, um, it can lead to a huge loss. And uh, this week, today, actually, when you get your newsletter, I'm going to dive into some sonar charts about inventory as well and kind of show you guys the importance of investing in good um, warehousing and inventory software and how that's actually made inventory uh, and sales ratios better over time. But I'm um, hoping in the future that we can get some guests in here to describe different ways that companies like Bed Bath & Beyond are making those fixes, right? Like how exactly do you make sure that that big of a loss in a quarter isn't going to happen again? Um, so that is a huge one and, and one to watch, especially if you guys are investing in any companies that have that type of setup where maybe in-store is routed by them, but the, the online sales are, are routed in a different type of form. Um, also, we did actually uh, have an opportunity to examine a new sonar chart as well. Um, and and I was really excited to show you guys this because it is on wait times and dwell times in general. And uh, when we say dwell, that's really what we're talking about is the amount of time that a carrier is sitting at a facility. It's a huge uh, issue right now uh, at the ports. If you guys are reading, especially even mainstream media is finally picking it up about you know how um, the government is interacting and how ports of LA are trying to fix these issues. But dwell time can happen just even at warehousing as well. If you look over time, we've had uh, this uh, sonar chart will show you over the last three years, uh, the average uh, amount of time that's spent is usually around 130 minutes. So uh, for all of us logistics providers out there, we do know that average, a driver will usually give you about two hours of free time. So it's nice to see that, you know, we're sitting around that uh, 120 minute mark, but most are averaging over that. Um, and it's been a, an ongoing problem for a long time. And I think um, what's really great is that we do have a guest on today who specializes in finding ways and solutions for uh, care or sorry, for warehousing and retailers to find ways to to minimize this wait time because 
It's not just about clearly making yourself operationally more efficient, but word travels. Carriers talk about this stuff. I actually challenge any of you to put in your favorite retailer, um, go to their Google reviews, and you'll see drivers. They'll go on there and they'll say, hey, this is your average wait time. It's probably the number one thing that's reviewed in most of those uh, areas from drivers. But uh, in order to dive into this a little bit more, I wanted to bring on the Chief Revenue Officer of C3 Solutions, Greg Braun. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for being on here with us today. Well, thanks for inviting me, Grace. It's great to be here. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really excited. Uh, actually, we have a new piece in the newsletter for you guys, too, uh, called the Retail Tech Intro. And, and when you guys get that tonight, it'll dive deeper into C3 solutions, what they provide and their different systems and how they service their customers. But for this talk, we're going to dive into just Greg's experience and how he helps his customers get through these challenges. So for you, Greg, what do you think is the biggest challenges for retailers in order to get that average? dwell time down what have you experienced in your past well i mean there's um there's quite a few challenges out there grace and i mean really if we take just a slight step back and think you know why why are drivers waiting i mean and and really there's there's two main reasons one is the, you know the driver shows up at the warehouse and that warehouse just doesn't manage appointments so and which it, it sounds kind of crazy but i mean we do we do encounter quite a few companies out there that really just don't do anything they just have drivers show up and and they try and and manage it uh but fortunately there still is a large there's a larger portion of companies um they they do set up appointments but now i guess we have to ask the question of you know we've got an appointment but why are we not respecting the appointment and you know i i have to think of um i get a little bit of a laugh i think of a a, a seinfeld episode where you know, Jerry and Elaine show up at a, at a car rental office and Jerry had, had rented a car and uh, they didn't have one for him. So he went on his regular rants and, and kind of eventually had to kind of scold the woman saying, well, you, you know how to take a reservation. You just don't know how to hold one. And, and I think that's a, a big <laughs> part of the problem we have today at a lot of warehouses is we're, we're giving out appointments and to drivers and we're just not respecting them. So how, how are we going to go about, you know, in, in terms of a challenge, how are we going to go, how are we going to be better respect those appointments? Um, well, at C3, we, we like to always kind of say everything kind of starts with a plan. And as, a, as an operator, as a warehouse, you, you more or less need to have a strategy of, of saying, how are you going to kind of ensure that you, you maximize that, that throughput? And, and, you know, and what do we mean by kind of maximizing throughput? Well, for example, if you're an operation that, that has palletized loads as well as floor-loaded loads, you probably want to minimize those number of floor-loaded loads, and you probably want to relegate them also to a certain time within your shift, which is going to make things optimal. So, and, and we want to do that because we, we want to avoid those delays because they invariably will always happen. Uh, so, so if we can set ourselves up in a way where we can minimize those disruptions, that that's going to help us. Um, now, and, and, you know, so once we do that, there's there's some other things that we really need to ensure that we've got, and that's, for example, an accuracy of data. If, if one of your systems has told you that a, that a purchase order is going to be arriving palletized and it does end up running, you know, arriving floor loaded, well, you know, clearly the poor driver that, that was scheduled to arrive after that appointment, he's definitely going to be delayed. So these are all the kind of things that in terms of, you know, if you, you know, your question, Grace, was how do 
you know, how can we, you know, what are the challenges that, that, that uh, retailers or, or warehouse operators are dealing with? Those are some of them. Now, if, you know, once we've, we've got that kind of a schedule, if you will, if we're, if we're committed to saying giving out accurate appointments and so forth, we, we also have to have a means of, of, of making people accountable. So, you know, now that we've, uh, you know, how are we going to ensure that? And then as, as a further to that as well, you know, one, at, on the day of those, those appointments, you know, we built the schedule in advance and now um, it's actual game day. And how are we going to deal with those exceptions? Uh, how, are, you know, do we, can we get some means of having visibility? Are drivers actually on time and so forth? So, so these are the, the types of things that, uh, you know, it, it's not easy for, for warehouse operators. And I think these are all the kind of things contributing to these extended uh, dwell times, as you, as you mentioned. Definitely. You know, I, in my past experience in brokerage, I dealt with, um, you know, different types of uh, scheduling softwares and things like that. And I guess, uh, do you feel like uh, your company or, and different available technology out there is working towards more of like a dynamic solution? Because what I'd always find is like, they're always really good at, um, you know, obviously scheduling it, but let's say like a driver is, is, is late or for some reason um, someone shows up early and it, there's an, a, an available spot for them to slide into. Is there different ways to create like a more dynamic solution that's just more of, of hey, here's your, here's your spot? Because we all know like <laughs> driving and getting somewhere exactly on time can be an issue, especially with these long haul drivers who are going through these winter storms, like, is there better ways that they can manage than not just, you know, scheduling a time and, and saying, hey, you're late, you're going to go to the end of the line and, and now wait an extra 10 hours just to, to get unloaded? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's actually a great question. And, and those, that's, those are some of the, the key issues that we're solving right now. In fact, what, you know, some of the things that we're looking at doing and, and we're in the process of doing now is providing that same kind of, of um, functionality, if you will, to truck drivers that we're, we're all regular, we're all experienced with dealing with when we say check into an airport or to, or to a hotel, um, you know, so that the driver can kind of more or less check in in advance and provide all of the information about what, what he's going to be arriving with. And then obviously, if he's going to be giving that visibility in terms of where he is, then the warehouse now has the ability to say, okay, this and the driver may have already arrived, right? And because most of our most most companies don't allow drivers to arrive early, so now the driver is he may be parked off not far from the warehouse, and he's just indicated, "Hey, I'm here. Um, I'm ready for my appointment. If you need me earlier, I, I can come in. You know, I'll, I'll be available." Then on the other side, an event occurs, and we saw that you know last week the I-95 gets blocked off. You know that maybe a good portion of your your drivers are now been delayed in a snowstorm or what have you. Um, so you can bring in certain drivers earlier. And then when the, when the other drivers eventually um, are, you know, do show up, uh, now you're going to be a little bit more flexible to be, you know, you've, you've freed up capacity at the back end of your schedule, let's say, so that now when these drivers that have been delayed through no fault of their own, uh, you know, we can be able to, as you mentioned, dynamically uh, receive them. So, so we've, we've more or less set ourselves up for a general capacity for the day. And now based on the real-time um, events that are occurring, we can be much more able to, to deal with these in a, in, a, in a dynamic fashion. I love that. And for all the logistics providers out there that's listening to the episode right now, grab a pen and paper. If 
you even have that. I don't know. Do people even use pen and paper anymore? And write down this note, you know, look into when you're setting appointments for drivers, like what type of systems are you using? Are they dynamic like this? You know, it's, it's going to be much easier for you, especially in times like right now where capacity is tight. When you're working with drivers to say, listen, here's this load. It's going from A to B. Um, but, you know, make sure that, um, you're you're letting them know that the software exists maybe on that B end. We have an appointment set for you. What's great at this facility is um, the technology is really powerful. So if you get there early or and you get there late, they're going to be able to get you into a spot. That kind of stuff is going to actually help you get the load covered. And honestly, it tends to get covered at a better rate. And that's why I love seeing companies like C3 really pushing these type of solutions because you know, it might seem at, at first like a, a more of a cost, right? You're, you're deeper investing in your overall um, operations. But over time, having a system like that and getting drivers to understand, you know, hey, they're actually making sure we're getting in and out quicker so that we have more control over our hours of service. That's going to pay off huge in the long run. What type of feedback do you guys get from customers after, let's say, like a year of using this in, in regards to, you know, their driver relationships or, or capacity relationships with their logistics providers? Oh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's it's quite, uh, quite incredible, really. I mean, there's, I mean, our customers, they, they gain value on, on, on many different levels, not only driver uh, dwell time and, and gaining, I guess, better relationship with their drivers. Um, there's, there's obviously the throughput I mentioned, and, and that's something that, that the warehouse sees a direct, you know, improvement to their bottom line. Um, the, the other aspect of things as well is reducing that clerical effort. So a lot of our customers, you know, if you've said, look, we want to be able to provide appointments to our drivers and you don't have a system to do it, well, you need people to, to manage that. And so now, I mean, in, in the more, the more typical situation um, that, that we encounter because, I mean, most of our, our customers that we, that we acquire, we're not existing technology. What we're doing is we're replacing manual uh, processes. So, so in most of the warehouses that drivers are, are, are delivering to, somebody had to either send an email or make a phone call in advance, and someone on the other end at that warehouse had to, to take that mm -hmm. call and so forth, and they had to deal with the exceptions. And, and you know, now all of a sudden they a load has increased in priority. So now we have to try and get back to the, to, to the carrier and say, hey, can the guy come in earlier or so forth? So there's, there's many different levels that we, we see that benefit. So, so as I mentioned, we, we, we're gaining that throughput because now we're building a better plan. We're reducing the clerical effort. And then on, on the, in terms of the dwell time, what we're finding is, is that carriers are being much more responsive. In fact, we as a, as a company, C3, we're, we'll get kind of emails from from our carrier saying, "Hey, we love the fact that you guys are now are working with uh, you know uh, warehouse ABC. Like, how can we help you get somewhere else? Because our drivers love it. You know, they don't have to wait as much anymore, and it's just generally it's it's better for everybody. Now, what we try and, and convince our you know a lot of the warehouses out there, the more that you do this kind of thing, and the more that you can get it out there to the carrier world that you you are much more sensitive to their needs, that's going to ultimately translate its way into better transport rates. Of course, you're going to be, you're going to be eliminating the dwell time fees and the detention fees, but also you know, you're going to be seen as a shipper of choice and, and actually get better, better rates in, in, you know, overall, better transport rates. And that, that's, I think, is a big win. 
yeah, I love that you brought up the shipper of choice aspect. I think that's something that, you know, Freightways, we do our shipper of choice awards every year. And it's something that I think shippers are finally understanding is important. Like people are are watching and 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 out there giving feedback on who's doing well and who's, who's not. And like I said, <laughs> drivers, they talk, they got the radios, they, they news yeah. travels fast. And I'm not surprised you've heard that feedback from them. Uh, Greg, uh, real quick, have one minute here. If you could give any advice to our listeners who are running warehouses, what's the biggest piece of advice or area that they should look at when starting to invest in technology within their, their warehouse? Well, I mean, there's, <sighs> Real quick, I mean, there's you really need to kind of establish right from the start, how are you going to manage things you want to deal with live unloads? Do you want to do drop and hooks? Uh, I, you know, I would always suggest let's try and do the live unloads if we can. And then then if you're going to do that, you know, you really have to look at what kind of technology can you use to to, to facilitate those, those live appointments. Um, you know, here at C3, we have a great product called C3 Reservations. It's going to help you do all those things that I've mentioned earlier today. Uh, you know, build that plan and, and automate the plan. So now that you've got, rather than having that big clerical effort, you've got folks coming in, you know, over the web, making those appointments. Then also we've, we've got a new product coming out called C3 Hive. That was the one I talked to you about how, you know, drivers can do that self-check-in. That's going to be a big win for a lot of the warehouse owners that now drivers are definitely going to be, um, you know, regarding them as that shipper of choice. And then if you do have to go through and and actually, you know, implement more of a drop and hook program because that is still, you know, a very good option out there. You're, you're going to probably need a yard management system. And, and at C3, we also offer a product called C3 Yard that's going to help you gain much better visit, trailer visibility. And then, you know, there's all the other aspects of, of managing a yard. You've got these dedicated yard drivers and so forth. We're going to make sure you get the most out of all of those assets that are out there. And, you know, there's just uh, don't have enough time to get in all, to the de- in all the details of yard management. But you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of details there in terms of how you want to be able to manage that, and you know, we've got everything, and we can take care of you from from A to Z on, on that side of things as well. Awesome. Well, when Hive comes out, we'll have to have you back on to talk about how customers are are liking that product as well. And I appreciate ha- uh, you making time for us today. And like I s- told everyone on here, go make sure that you're uh, subscribed to our newsletter because we'll have a deeper insight on C3 and their products here in the this today's newsletter that's coming out later tonight. Um, and just to wrap up this episode for everyone too, um, I wanted to thank our audience who uh, actually responded to my last newsletter. I want to do an episode that's actually focused on the headaches that all of you guys are are experiencing in your uh, different retail logistical roles. And I actually got a handful of responses already. I was very thrilled to see that. And because of that, I'm going to keep this open for a couple more weeks. And what I plan to do is that on uh, the week of Valentine's Day, so I believe it's uh, our episode will be airing on the 16th, is to have a couple of you guys on to, to discuss those problems just have a an, a fun back and forth between um, our our listeners and, and myself on how we can either implement technology or just improve the supply chain industry uh, in general in order to <clears throat> eliminate those problems. So uh, when you guys get the newsletter tonight, make sure that you respond with 
any issues that you're experiencing. Um, there's a couple really unique ones I was excited to see. Um, so I'll make sure that you guys reply to that and I'll add you guys into the pop for that potential episode. Um, and then for everyone listening, make sure as always go to freightways.com slash POS uh, for that newsletter to hear more of our podcast and to check out uh, later episodes as well. Um, we have, I've, I think we've uh, had about with myself at least 10 episodes so far at least it felt has felt like that and um, I've had a really good time diving into a lot of the technology that I write about on a weekly basis and how that applies to retail as well other than that thank you guys for listening (laughs) thank you for dealing with my cold and uh, keep on shopping and we'll see you guys next week I'm not going to do that.